0: Welcome to the beginning of season four here on Small Business Celebration. And our guest this week, well, what does Tembler, the gentleman, going underground records, and a CPA all have in common? Well, it's our guest this week here on Small Business Celebration. This is Small Business Celebration. Welcome where we chat with real business owners who have real success and learn from them about what works, what doesn't, and who want you to know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train. Join us where you can learn something that you can use today to grow a strong and profitable business. Welcome to Small Business Celebration, and our guest this week is Tom Maxwell, the owner of Keithley Maxwell and Anton Giovanni. I know I'm going to get this you got right. It. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Small Business Celebration. Thank you. Thank you. And for visionaries who don't know who you are, who are you and what is it that you do? All
1: right, great. So uh, Tom Maxwell, uh, partner in an accounting firm here in town, Keithley Maxwell and Anton Giovanni. Um, I'm an investor in a number of businesses in town, including Tembler, uh, where we are right now, which is Going Underground Records, um, and a few others. So, um, I'm a born and raised Bakersfield guy, and uh, you know I love my community. And you know I'm here to meet with Michael and, and talk about kind of what I do.
0: We are here at Going Underground Records. Now, why are we here and not in some conference room at your office?
1: Yeah, sure. So my day job is always going to be as an accountant, but uh, I enjoy lots of other interests and so one of them happens to be music and uh, so I'm lucky enough to have uh, invested in a record store so this is one of the things that I am fortunate enough to be involved with
0: did you imagine being an accountant in junior high and said you know what i want to grow up and be an accountant someday it's kind of funny i took an aptitude test
1: in sixth grade and they said i would become a cpa so <laughs> okay it's really funny but yeah i kind of always thought that i would eventually get to the point where i was helping people with taxes and accounting and stuff like that so from a very young age which is really unusual because it's a very boring job generally speaking. But <laughs> sure. Yeah, you know, I definitely always want to do it. So.
0: You say it's boring. Right. But yeah. trying to balance the books of a business owner, yeah. especially one that's as flighty and, and left brain as mine is, is not the easiest thing in the no, world. No. Yeah. What are some of the things that you take out of being an accountant and, a def- and by default a CPA as well that really makes you enjoy going through those numbers and making that all work and come together?
1: I think that uh, everybody has sort of a financial IQ and mm-hmm. you have to go, and determine what type of taxpayer or person client they are, and you need to come up or down to their level mm. and give them the understanding that uh, that they are looking for, so it could be very granular but it could also be very high level depending on who you're dealing with.
0: What do you mean by granular
1: I mean granular would be you know, hey, why did you debit cash, why did you credit? another account. You know, how, how exactly does the accounting work? Accounting is a very natural science. Okay. It's actually one of the most natural sciences I think we have in the world because everything has to be in balance. There's always a debit for a credit, um, so dual sided accounting is just a very natural thing. So for me it's always felt like riding a bike, you know, just kind of how the numbers deal with each other, the interrelationship with the numbers. If
0: accounting is so simple, Right. Why doesn't everybody be able to do it?
1: That's a really good question. <laughs> I, it's, it's, a, no, it's a really good question. I always tell people I do something that I learned when I was five years old, probably with a crayon. Uh-huh. You know, like what's four plus three is seven, you know? And that's a very easy answer because you can see the four and the three, but determining why there's a four and why there's a three is kind of where accounting becomes very complicated because you're taking a set of rules that you really weren't the designer of in terms of tax and you're applying this very complicated set of facts to these rules that have been designed by, you know, something that doesn't even have to tie to anything. Um, and then accounting wise, you know, it's really um, very difficult to understand the relationship of the numbers, but I I do feel like that some people really want to get it. They mm-hmm. want to get it, but they're not going to get it that easily. So, you know, you have to draw them a graph. Sometimes you end up with the big, uh, you know, the uh, post-it board and you've got hey, you know, all this different stuff. And sometimes it's entity-based and not even number-based. So it's just very, uh, there's a lot to know. And you're, you're, every day is different in my world. The
0: tools are the same, but uh, right. the, the clients and the yeah. information is different. But I mean,
1: when you think about a doctor, I mean, a doctor a lot of times is having to cut things, right? We all cut stuff every day. It's just he's got a very specific way he's supposed to do it. And that's kind of what my life is like, too. It's like everybody can add and subtract, but you're taking a really specific and sometimes complicated set of facts and you're applying that
0: complicated set of facts is an understatement, (laughs) especially when it comes to the tax code. Oh, yeah. And then,
1: you know, we've recently had PPP, we've got employee retention credits, I mean, we've we've had more changes, I think, to the code in general, I mean, even with itemized deductions. Most recently, the Trump had changed, you know, with the SALT tax, like, you know, limitations and stuff like that. I think uh, it's constantly in flux because depending on who's in power uh, in the government, they have a different agenda and the way they're going to get there is in much different ways but the, the fact of the matter is the government costs a certain amount of money to run right so it's not a question of how much do they need it's where they're going to get it from right so they're always just uh kind of jockeying for position with who's going to be the one that's responsible for paying for the fact that our we have roads and the roads are being fixed and we have policemen on the on, you know on the you know helping people with problems you know and so i think that um It's interesting to me because everybody's got their own spin and nobody wants to leave it the way that it was before. It was always wrong before and now I have the right (laughs) answer. You know, And it it keeps me in business. It's really, you know, when they have a major tax change, it's really the accountant's full employment act of whatever year it is because (laughs) nobody really is going to understand the rules. I'm going to take multiple classes and probably days of, you know, continuing education just to understand it myself so what are some of the things that business owners really need to pay attention to before the end of the year I mean timing can be everything How and so? I mean because you know we have potentially rates not really changing much so as an example the maximum individual rate right now is 37%. Under the new regime, it could be 39.6, which is something we had, uh, I think, about six years ago that that was the maximum rate. Right. Anyways, but it's not really that that's going to change by very little. It's where do you hit the 39.6? Because right now, it's over $600,000 that you start hitting the 37, but the the plans are to make it so it's $450,000, and you hit the 39.6. So when you think about it, you got an extra $200,000 with a much larger tax rate. Right. You know, so... Timing can be really important because if you can defer revenue or you can pull in expenses, you can have that major purchase, maybe of an automobile or something like that. I mean, that's what a lot of people immediately think of. Like, oh, I need to get a new car. You know, usually it's it's my wife that's saying that. Or everybody else's <laughs> wife is saying that. No, but uh, you sure. know, in in, in all uh, seriousness, I mean, it, it can be you know tens of thousands of dollars that you're talking about and. Honestly, sometimes paying tax now makes more sense because when you look at the, uh, you know, the tax arbitrage between this year's rate and what it would be next year, yeah, you may pay very little this year, but you're going to pay a ton next year. So why don't we pull some of that in and have you pay some you know, moderate tax in the current year and hopefully moderate tax next year.
0: In the next segment, we're going to be talking about a very interesting visionary question that came in and a very successful tool that Tom has used for years and years and years to not only help his business, but also find other ventures to invest into. But before we do that, if visionaries want to get in touch with you, Tom, how do they do that?
1: I mean, you can email me, Tom at K-M-A-L-L-P-C-P-A What you was that again? My, tom at... I, I have a really long <laughs> email You just rolled that yeah, thing right? off. so It's funny because uh, my accounting firm's name changed uh, a few years ago, so we had to get a new, new email uh, tag, and it, it really there was nothing left so it's actually tom at dot
0: okay. and yeah, and so. what and that goes to say
1: you got to imagine i got to tell people sometimes that on the phone and they're like what did you say <laughs> you know, it's, there's nine letters okay well, let's, let's go through them again you know yeah, and
0: funny. what are those nine letters for
1: your website Uh, That would be uh, K-M-A-L-L-P-C-P-A dot com. And are you on social media? I am. um, I dabble in social media. All the different businesses have their own social media account and stuff. But uh, myself, I don't post personally very often. I just, you know, it can be kind of dodgy doing that. But uh, yeah, so um, there's multiple... Uh, Instagrams and Facebooks and stuff like that.
0: And we will talk about some of those multiple Instagrams and, uh, and social medias in the third segment that you'll definitely want to watch out for and join us for. And if you enjoy Small Business Celebration, go ahead and like, subscribe, and notify, and leave a comment. We love the comments that we get from visionaries just like you. In fact, the reason we're talking to Tom is because of a visioner just like you, whom we'll talk more with when we come right back
2: did you know it's that time of the year again tis the season for holiday portraits family singles couples and even your pets 5x7s 8x10s and holiday cards with envelopes Book now and get 25% off all your additional orders of wall portraits and prints. Call 661-243-0931 or visit us at www.redcraneportraits.com, that's redcraneportraits.com.
0: I'm here with Tom Maxwell, the partner, in Keith Lee, Maxwell, and Anton Giovanni, and our Visioner question comes from Carly who asks, Tis the holiday season, and I wanted to find a way to get away with my best clients, create meaningful relationships, and how ha- and genuinely thank them for helping our business do better than just survive COVID. What are you doing that works?
1: All right, that's a really good question. Um, for me, a lot of my clients, I have personal relationships with. They are my friends. They're people I care about, and. Um, you know, people I'd show up and help them move if, move if they were moving. So it's not really about uh, showering them with gifts or whatever. It's, it's to me more about reaching out to them and letting them know that you care about them. Mm. You know, it's sending them, a, you could just send them a text message that says, Hey, was thinking about you today and uh, just want to let you know. Right. And that's going to do a lot more than really anything else you could do for anybody. I mean, just to, for somebody to know that you care about them, I think is really important.
0: Send a gift when it's not their birthday or the holiday Yeah, season.
1: exactly. Well, you know, in my office we do, we do send, you know, we'll do like sweet surrender cookies and things like that for big companies that we deal with, you know. Um, but when it comes down to it, that's not why that person deals with me. They deal with me because they know I'm compassionate. They know that I care about them and that I have their best interests in mind.
0: One of the things that you also do... Which is legendary. Uh-oh. Really, really. Okay. <laughs> and, well, it, and it's one of the reasons why several visionaries have asked me to come chat with you about this okay. is you have getaways, you have vacations that you take your best clients. Oh on. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So
1: we just most recently, uh, so my, my firm put together a golf trip. We go to Reno, um, and we take you know between forty and fifty people. This year was a. It's been very odd just with COVID and not being able to do our normal timeline, which is in uh, generally in May. But um, yeah, it's like 40 great guys. It's a really good group. And we go out there, have a couple of rounds of golf and you know, really good dinner, play a poker tournament with everybody. It's, it's really a good time. So um, yeah, that's an annual trip. It was the 29th year we've done. It would have been 30, but we had COVID <laughs> sure. take a year away from us. Well, so. that
0: 2020 yeah. doesn't count. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so we're still
1: on So, But I mean, to think that uh, my firm, which has existed since about 1990, um, that they started it uh, when I was, you know, like 12 years old. I mean, that's pretty incredible to me that that golf trip's been going on since
0: I was just a kid. So, And the important thing is, even though there's 40 of you that are going on this how are you taking that trip and personalizing it for each of your guests that go so yeah. that they they remember you right and make it special
1: well a lot of these people i've known for a really long time at this point but um bakersfield's a very odd town in the fact that you can't really think about your relationship when you meet somebody is like it's about today hmm. you need to be thinking about i'm going to be you know five ten years from now this is going to be a great friend of mine bakersfield's a relationship town so you just can't really the pressure of trying to obtain a client, like that's never been my style and it also works really well in Bakersfield. It's really about somebody like yourself saying, have you met Tom? Like if you're needing somebody to help you with something that's accounting related specifically, I'd say you should go. And, you should call the guy. I mean, he'll just give you time if, if that's what you want. Like if you really need and you have a problem with something, the guy, he won't, just wants to help.
0: Right. Now here's the important part okay. of all this. What's that? For one, a trip like that with 40 people is Uh expensive, right? and the monetary cost of it aside because there's definitely value that that goes with that, but there's also the accounting tax side of that. And the thing that I don't want to have happen from this conversation Uh (laughs) is for somebody to walk away and do it wrong and get in trouble financially because they did it wrong and they okay. didn't keep the right records and they didn't right. do the right process. What would you recommend to Vision Nation that they do so that it can be a legitimate tax write-off and well, still yeah. and not sink the ship?
1: I think that uh, when it comes to tax, it's all about what your intent was. Mm. So as long as your intent was that um, this was going to be a, a trip where there's business to be gained um, or you know that you did something for somebody for, you know, for the, the possibility that you may work with them. I mean, there's certain limits on how much you can spend on each person as an individual, and that's actually very low, but um, there definitely is something to be said about uh, making sure you keep all documentation, all receipts, e- just keep everything. I mean, I, I my wife probably in the side of her, her driver's side door has literally just tons of receipts in there because I'm like, look, just don't throw anything away. You, I mean, right. there's no reason to throw it away. So I think keeping everything and understanding and having the connection of, this is personal versus this is business and keeping maybe even two credit cards where one of them is all for business and the other one's all for personal. And having that be fully delineated, if there's ever a question that makes it so much easier for you to explain, makes it easier for record keeping. Um, So, you know, it just comes down to intent though. I think intent is the, the most important part of understanding where you should be tax wise is what were you intending when you did it? And if there is a business intent to it, then, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's something you probably should be deducting.
0: Does this come under the heading of before you take this trip, you talk Uh, to your your CPA and and put a plan together? Yeah, I think so. I
1: mean, uh, a lot of the trips that you see people take these days, it'll be for continuing education. You know, Mm. so they may be going to Hawaii for a four-day, you know, CBE or something like that and, uh, you know, they happen to bring their family with them. Well, their family's expenses aren't deductible, but their piece of it would be, you know, right. because they went there for the purpose of becoming smarter in whatever they do. So, you know, that's not that's not really uh, even a stretch.
0: Right. You've been in the business for since 1990.
1: I've actually so I became a CPA in 2002. I went to school in San Diego, University of San Diego. I worked for Ernst Young down there in San Diego for a little bit and. Uh, I came back. Actually, I married my high school sweetheart here, so uh, we live two, you know, three blocks from where we went to high school. It's really quite fascinating. I never would have thought I'd be the guy that comes back to Bakersfield. You grew up here. I'm yeah. done. I'm never no, coming I, back. I was the guy that said, you know, there just really isn't much for me here in Bakersfield. And now I look back, and I'm like, I would never change having come back here.
0: What has your business taught you? About people and business.
1: You know, I think the the biggest the biggest thing that my business has taught me is that, um, you know, people really want to be helped. Like, there's certain times that they just need somebody. They need somebody to help them. And I'm really lucky because I have a skill at something that a lot of people don't. They just there's not a lot of people that do what I do. Um, Bakersfield's got a shortage of accounts, so if anybody's out there looking for a career or whatever, I mean, you should definitely get into it, because, you know, there's definitely opportunity out there for you, but that aside, you know, just the having this thing that I can help people with, you know, to me, gives me such great joy to, you know, help them through whatever problem they're dealing with, and and it can be, you know, lots of things, Um, I mean, and sometimes I end up knowing things about people that nobody knows, I mean, that's, it's really, uh, you know, my integrity and the trust that
0: people put in me make, makes me wake up and want to go every day. Your business has been around long enough where you've had some event that has happened that has kicked you in the teeth. Oh, sure. That affects the decisions that you make every day. What, are, what, what, what was that event that happened and how has it changed you and the business?
1: Right. Uh, I think the event was probably uh, the result of a um, just a situation with a client that uh, didn't go well and like where I felt like I had done something that wasn't right mm. and uh, you know, I think that what I learned from that is that you always have to own everything that you do, mm. and so having that ownership of yourself and your actions is incredibly important, and I think the thing that I learned is that um everybody's entitled to their opinion about like pretty much anything. Right. And as long as I know in my heart that I've done everything that I can to do the right thing, then I can't worry about what other people's uh realities are.
0: How have you conveyed that to your other partners
1: and your employees? It's a great question. Uh I think that it it really you just have to live it, you know. Like if there is a problem and uh you know, it's easy to go straight to um you know being really uh, maybe uh, having a feeling of anxiety and feeling like nothing like the whole world is broken Um, you know it's just really bringing that person back down to earth and letting them know like look I know you this is a problem I know we got to fix it but we have the opportunity to do that and we'll figure it out there isn't any your brain always feels like there's uh, like there's a bigger or smaller problem than what it really is Mm. you never actually hit it right on the head so for me, if I can live my life between like a seven and an eight and a half all the time, I don't ever want to be a ten, because I mean, Tom Brady won the Super Bowl, and the next day, you know, he's like, "Well, I won the Super Bowl yesterday," but you not know, today. And, he, and not today. I was a ten yesterday, right. but but now I have to go clean my garage, and I'm a three. You know, what I mean? it's like, so <laughs> so you know, it's it's really about just living living in the norm and having that norm be as consistently good as you possibly can. And I think you know, as long as you convey to somebody where there is the problem like hey look this seems worse than what it really is we're going to figure this out you know and and just providing that comfort i think is really important so
0: and we'll be right back (laughs) can you believe it it's the beginning of season four here on small business celebration and there's no way that we could have done this without you your Nation and a lot of it has to do with the suggestions that we get from visionaries just like you and we've got so many great guests lined up for season four here on Small Business Celebration but it's not enough we need more ideas more thoughts from visionaries just like you so reach out to us on LinkedIn Facebook and Instagram and let us know who you'd like to see what you'd like to learn about and the kinds of things that affect you and your business most so reach out to us on LinkedIn Facebook and Instagram today. I'm here with Tom Maxwell, the partner in Keith Lee Maxwell and Anton Giovanni, and our visionary question comes from Oscar who asks, we are looking forward to a healthy new year for our business, and we know that personal investments in other businesses tend to generate higher returns than most other investments. What have you looked for in investing in other business that has worked for you beyond if it's profitable?
1: Yeah, it's a... Again, a really good question from Oscar, man. That's really a good one. Uh, I think for me, I wanted, I want to be involved in things I'm passionate about. Mm. So, you know, I mean, we're standing in a record store. I absolutely love music, always have. And so Ed, was a what kid. record
0: store are we standing? It's, in? It's
1: going underground records in downtown Bakersfield, and we do actually have a location in downtown Los Angeles as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, we have we have good representation from all genres, all that kind of stuff, but. You know, beyond the record store, I mean, I'm involved in other things as well, where it's like, I'm passionate about it, I care about it. And, you know, I think in order for you to, you're going to have challenges in business. So in order for you to really get through the challenges, it has to be something that you care about. And it's not really for me about the money. I love that, you know, we've had financial success in some of these things, but it's not really about that for me. It's about just bringing life to the world, you know, and having it be something I'm
0: passionate about. For those who don't know, because you've become quite a fixture here in the community <laughs> I in the businesses that, that yeah. you own. Thank you. I appreciate that. But yeah. <laughs> what are some of the other businesses that you have interest in?
1: Sure. So, uh, Templar Brewing, uh, Don Bynum and I, we and uh, Derek Miller, we started that business um, about six years ago now. Um, actually, it really started seven years ago. I mean, we were in what used to be a uh, home base building before home, B- home Depot bought them out. And so, um, I mean, it took a year of construction and you know, we're really fortunate. Tumblr's doing really well now. Uh, we actually have Kevin Nealon's going to be at Tumblr tonight. Nice. So to me, it's like, you know, having somebody like Kevin Nealon come and do stand up at a place that I was fortunate enough to help create is is just incredible. It really is. And all the great beers we've done, I mean, it's, it's just really cool. I walk in there and every time I do, I say, I can't believe I helped do this, you know, and that's the feeling that I really want. I think that's what, anybody should want in the business that they're doing um so there's that there's um actually a whiskey company as well uh dead horse whiskey uh here in bakersfield um you know so those are a few and then obviously the record store as well and you know so and just
0: for our visionaries who want to come visit the record store where are we
1: so we're on 19th street in downtown what's the address here we're uh, at Going Underground Records in downtown Bakersfield, 1301
0: uh, 19th Street. Thirteen twelve. Thirteen twelve nineteenth Street. What he said. That guy over there. Your partner. Who, who your partner who actually yeah, <laughs> who knows? Right.
1: This. He knows the yeah the address
0: down here. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Now, for real being a partner in a record store yeah. on the surface it seems like why records because right. you know this is not necessarily yeah. n- a no, quote, no. quote normal well. cup of tea so why records and when it could when you yeah, could I mean, have done something else i
1: mean we you can't see a lot of the store there's probably 20,000 records in here on the floor and you can see there's all types of different genres that we would cover in here i mean we've got even kids records right here we've got Halloween records still up because of recently Halloween. We've got Mac-10 uh, rap music here. Um, but you know, and the- Bill Evans. I mean, it's, it's so I think really uh, music is life to me. Music mm. is such an important piece. I mean, I, I absolutely love uh, just all the I mean, it's, it just gives you this this feeling um, on the inside. And so when you look around, you see all the records, all the different representations of the genres. And, you know, you can just go down a rabbit hole when it comes down to music. Um, You know, it's just just amazing, it really is. And the fact that vinyl has come back, I mean, I just read an article um, about Sony Records. They stopped production of every other album they're making right now because Adele has a new album coming out and they wanna have 500,000 copies of vinyl records to sell. Like to me, that's just incredible. I mean, when you think about it, I mean, last year for the first time in 20 years, uh, vinyl records had higher, in dollars, had higher sales than CDs did. Wow. Annually, and that's new. So when you think about used, I mean, you know, in our store we're probably about half and half, new and used. Right. Um, so it's uh, it, it's it's incredible. I mean, everything is back. All styles are back. Jazz is back. Uh, you know, psychedelic rock's back. All these great albums that people had just completely lost sight of um, are all back. And I I think Spotify is a great thing because and Apple Music because anybody can listen to anything at any given time. Right. So they, if, if they've heard about something, they can go and see if they like it, and then they can buy it on a record when they f- feel like, hey, this is something I care about and I wanna have my physical copy of it. Right. You know, Records are really gonna be the last living media of music because in terms of quality and the sonics and just the way it sounds, you can't get that from a digital file. You can't no. get that from a CD, a tape. I mean, you can get it from the original master tape, but you, know, you can't really get it anywhere else otherwise except for on a vinyl record.
0: And there's something to be said about, in my case, I really like classical and jazz music. Okay. And there's really something to be said about listening to Arthur Fiedler yeah. with the hisses and pops. Right. Or yeah. listening to Dizzy Gillespie with the hisses and pops. I mean, there, there's yeah. just something about it that you
1: can't get just listening you, to mp before. You really can't. Um that's one of the beautiful things is that every record is different right it's like it's a piece of you because just that press alone how it was pressed every single one physically is different it's not a digital file that everybody else can hear so it makes you an individual in a lot of ways and everybody i think in the world at this point is looking for a way that they're an individual and that they can identify themselves in a separate way than anybody they know and that becomes like who they really are and for me, like, honestly, my record collection is probably the closest reflection of who I am to anything in life, besides maybe my kids and my wife and, you know, that type of stuff. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, your record collection is as much a piece of you as anything else.
0: What makes you wake up every morning uh, I, and open up your business and your, and, yeah. and your investments?
1: I mean, honestly, my kids go to old PH school, which is a small school in it's the High School, and I think it's getting to have the opportunity for them to have the life that I always would have wished for my kids to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what gets me up, you know, and when I can, I try to stay for, you know, the morning announcements and just seeing the, um, seeing the growth there and knowing that I was able to help make that happen for other people. I mean, even though it's my kids, like, other people got to experience that because of my and my wife's hard work. Um, I think that's what makes me wake up every day and say, wow, this is going to be a great day.
0: Tom, this has been a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you for joining us here on Small Thanks Business for having so me, yeah. Appreciate and, it. And if visionaries want to get in touch with you, how do they do that? All right, the email
1: address again is <laughs> Tom, at at K-M-A-L-L-P-C-P-A.com. You could also call my office, 661-635-3180. Um, but, yeah, you can definitely get in touch with me if you want to. Very good. And I'll be back with
0: my final thought.
2: Did you know it's that time of the year again? Tis the season for holiday portraits. Family, singles, couples, and even your pets. 5x7s, 8x10s, and holiday cards with envelopes. Book now and get 25% off all your additional orders of wall portraits and prints. Call 661-243-0931 or visit us at www.redcraneportraits.com. That's redcraneportraits.com.
0: Growing to graduate high school. We're here starting season four here on Small Business Celebration, and we couldn't do this without you, Visioner Nation. And in fact, one of the number one questions I get from visionaries just like you is Michael, what have you learned from doing Small Business Celebration? And I can tell you all kinds of things. I've learned a lot of things about business in general, but I've also learned things like battery backups and memory stick backups and logistics and things I had no idea about that about. But I've also learned I've grown. When I was in high school and college, I saw the world very much in stark black and white. Then I got out in the real world. And my worldview changed. It became very much a grayscale world, where the world was in varying shades of gray. And as my career progressed, my worldview shifted again to varying shades of sepia tones. Now, well, my worldview has changed again. It's sort of like, remember those photographs taken in the 19, early 1900s where they were black and white, but the photographer would go back in when the, photo- when the picture was made, and they would watercolor in color into those photographs so that the person seeing the photograph could get a glimpse of what the world was like. Well, that's kind of my world now and in fact not that long ago I was talking with Morgan Clayton and he was a former guest here on Small Business Celebration and he said Michael you do Small Business Celebration for five years and you'll earn your bachelor's degree you do it for seven years you'll earn your master's you do it for 10 you'll definitely have your PhD and beyond well at some point You'll grow to graduate high school. I hope you continue to join us here on Small Business Celebration and grow with us as we're growing. We've got a fantastic season lined up here for season four. And I hope you enjoyed our conversation this week with Tom Maxwell. And we'll see you here again next week.